This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. How is everybody doing? We are joined here today by artist, musician, the one and only Mr. Nikki Bonds. How are you? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> what's going on, man? What's what's going on with you? Nothing much. Just uh you know what, man? It's funny how like everybody is like, oh my God, I got to stay inside. I've been so damn productive these last two months, man. Beyond, beyond. Like, like what have you been doing? I think I've made like, I mean, I'd say a solid like 12 songs in the past like two months. Really? Yeah, like I've, I've made like an entire album during this quarantine. <laughs> now, okay, so because let, let's talk about this because I've been very busy. So let's tell everyone, why don't you tell everyone first like what you do, like what you do. So yeah, knows. yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I go by, um, my artist name is Nikki Bond. So basically, um, uh, what do I do? I do a lot of things, damn. You well, do. Number one, uh, I sing and, and rap, I guess. I don't know. They kind of go together these days. So I guess you could say sing slash rap slash produce slash um, I also act. Um, also getting my PhD right now in mental health, which we're starting to uh, realize how important that is, um, especially in times like these. Um, Seriously. Yes. Yeah, so it's been uh, it's been um, a busy couple of months, um, but that's pretty much me right there. Did a lot you, of moving parts. Did you start quarantine? Because I've been very busy in quarantine too, so this is what I want to ask you. Did you start quarantine productive, or did you have that like, oh my God, and let, let me sleep my life away? And if you did, like, how long did that last? Because I hear I am hearing totally different stories from a lot of people. Um. I think there was like a mix. There was like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a few days there where I was totally cool with being completely lazy. And then there was like little spurts where I do like three days straight of like nonstop productivity and conference calls. And I'm like, all right, we hit Saturday time to time to rest for a day. But, um, but yeah, all, all joking aside though, um, yeah, I mean, I think it was really hard for people, um, especially people that were super high functioning individuals, you know, people that are used to going into the office every day and they're on a specific schedule and a regiment, you know, people will get used to being in a, in a certain flow and how they function. And um, I could, I could tell how people that are very cookie cutter and by the book and they like their, their routine, I could see how that really could have messed some people up. Yeah. And I think like people love control, you know, I mean, I think some more than others, I think everyone is a control freak to their own, ex you know, to their own yeah. degree. And so Absolutely. like, this is just something we can't control. I mean, I'm kind of the same way, like in the beginning I had a few days and then eventually I was like, I can either waste this entire time. I mean, who would have thought it would be this long, but yeah, or, right. so I've kind of doubled down on everything too. And I'm like working harder than I've ever worked. So just have you say, you think you've done like 12 whole songs. I, I totally get it. 
So you just woke up one day and you're like, enough is enough. And I'm going to use the rest of this time to do something productive. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm a homebody in general. So like, I mean, for me, it's, it's really didn't bother me at all. <laughs> like I'm, I'm totally chill with like sitting in my studio at home and just grinding and, and working and do what I got to do. So like, it really did not impact me that much. Cause I'm pretty, I'm pretty like, balls to the walls and, and very productive regardless, but I do it. I'm a work from home type of guy. So it didn't really mess me up too bad. Do you live by yourself and you're in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right now, just me and my pups, man, just me and my pups. And, uh, going to have to find someone to watch these pups soon. Cause, uh, we'll be going on tour eventually. So I got to find a dog sitter one of these days. Where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from New York originally. I was going to say New York. New Jersey, somewhere in that general area. Where yeah, in New York absolutely. are you from? Uh, Long Island. Oh, okay. And yeah, you're yeah, yeah. you're in Atlanta now for for grad school for your masters. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely. Uh, I don't see myself kind of leaving here anytime soon, though. I think the uh, Georgia and Florida is kind of like that's like my second home. Um, I don't know. I just like it down here. I like the South. It's more my speed. Um, I'm pretty like laid back dude. So it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, the people down here are much more chill. And, um, you know, when you move down here from New York, you kind of like, you realize how angry everybody is up there, you know? And it's like, that's true. Everybody's so angry and like miserable for, for the most part, you know? And everybody's looking down and no one's making eye contact and everyone's just running to where they have to go. Exactly. It's like a very, it's like living in the matrix when you're there, you know, it's like everybody's in their own freaking world and they're in their own bubble of reality. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of scary, but when you come down here, people converse and they're, they're much more likely to interact. Like I'll never forget. I was like, when I first moved down here, like people were just like saying hi to me randomly, like in public. And I was like, Oh, Hey, I'm like, is this, is this normal? Like, right. My la- I don't even know you, but all right. Being a New Yorker, you're probably like, what the hell does this person want from me? And yet they just yeah, want to say yeah. hi to you. I yeah, get exactly. it. Yeah, it's I get it. Down here. Like, not just climactically, but also uh, interpersonally, it's definitely much warmer down here. I mean, so growing up, did you want to do something with music? Did you want to go into psychology? Like, what did you think you wanted to be like when you grew up? Um, you know... For me, excuse me, um, I for it. me, um, I, was, like, I was a fan before anything, you know, like I, music for me was just um, uh, like an outlet per se, right? Like it just gave me like this escape, like that, I guess that was like my first drug, I guess you could say it was like, was music. It just gave me this escape route and like. You know, and I was a big hip hop guy, you know, growing up. So for me, it really was an escape because if you listen to a good lyricist, they were legitimately telling a story in their songs. And you just like literally just went to that place, you know, and I really became entrenched in, in hip hop and, and um, you know, lyricism and storytelling and, you know, quality production. And then um, kind of... Uh, in high school, my actually my my school built this phenomenal music program, and this was 
I mean, this was 15 years ago. And back then we had 25 IMAX. Wow. All with microphones, all with private recording booths. And this was at a high school. Like it was a multi-million dollar setup. I still to this day have no idea where they got that money from. Seriously. But, uh, yeah, there's some sketchy stuff going on there. Seriously. But, uh, but hey, I'll take it. You know, it, it definitely, it, that was like my first real experience. Yeah, it was 11th grade of, of like being around music hardware, music software, and like actually having, having to learn it because I was going to get graded on it. On, and testing. So I had to learn how to use Pro Tools. I had to learn how to use Reason and, and, and Ableton and all these different digital audio workshops. So um, that got my, got my feet wet. And then um, it, was, uh, it was kind of like a, a weird time in my life because I thought my original ticket, my original meal ticket was sports. You know, I thought that I was going to get drafted or, or, you know, make a good living off of athletics. And then what sports did you play? Uh, hockey and football. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I like to hit people, but, um, <laughs> that's but, always uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, uh, you know, and then, um, you know, you don't, you don't realize, you know, when you're 17, you think you're invincible, right? Like you don't ever, everybody has that mindset like, Oh, it could never happen to me. Like, you know, I'm too young. It could never happen. Right. But well, even with COVID too, like when it first came out and you know, you had all these like 23, even, you know, we're like the wait is over. That's right. A season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. I'm just going to keep going out. This isn't going to affect me. You know, so like even with yeah. that, like, I think young people just think they're invincible. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, and that was a big wake up call because, you know, injuries started piling up shoulder knee hip. And then it just, after a while, it was just like, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to be, I'm going to be done by my 26, 27. Like I'm not going to be able to like move, you know? And like, and then you see why guys like, you know, Gronkowski and other guys, you know, take off for a couple of years and come back because it's like, you need that break, man. Like it, it it's, you're getting punished, you know, especially you're playing contact sports from six, seven years old, all the way up till college, you know, it's 15 years of getting your, getting your butt kicked every day, day in and day out. So, um, so basically, so, you know, some injuries kind of sidelined me and then I was like, all right, well, I guess this isn't going to be the game plan anymore. And then, um, kind of went, had my own journey and, um, my own trials and tribulations of life and went through some life obstacles. And then after that, I was like, you know what? Um, let me, uh, let me try and do this music thing. Cause the passion never left, man. You know, I was, I mean, I was still a fanboy up until like three years ago, two, three years ago when I, when I like started to uh, take it seriously. And then it just kind of picked up from there slowly, but surely. And then what was the, 
like, was there one thing that happened where you said, oh my God, this is going to work. Like this could be a career. Like what was that kind of like defining moment? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was kind of an accumulation of events. It wasn't like one specific event. It wasn't like a come to Jesus moment at, at, at all. I mean, yeah, it definitely didn't happen like that. It was more like just building the foundation. And then when a couple of songs gained traction, then it was like, oh, okay, like we're, we're getting somewhere. I mean, I'm still nowhere near where I want to be, even close. Um, but um, I mean, it's been a good first year. I mean, we've, we've gotten pretty far. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a very, very driven goal oriented person. So I'm not stopping until I, my monthly listeners are at like 20 million. That's a great goal. <laughs> I, I would love 20 million myself. I, I get it. Well, you know, I mean, I think that's the great thing about like the world today, like through music or a podcast or anything, you know, Instagram, like it's just amazing how people can really, you know, create their own futures almost you know rather than sitting around and waiting for it to happen we're all kind of out here so i like have mad respect for anyone that's kind of you know taking the bull by their horns and kind of doing it on their own like was it love at first sight like when you first started like transitioning to music full-time like as a career where you just like yes this is what i was meant to do yeah definitely was you know it's as corny as the old saying is, you know, like you don't work a day in your life if you love what you do. But I mean, it's so, it's so true, man. Like this is like fun for me. Like this isn't, you know, I I know some bigger acts where I know some people in the industry that are with labels and they got to force some of these artists to get into the studio. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, sign me up. Like, where do like, let's go. Right. Like you'll be there every day. You know what? And it's like some of these kids who get signed at a young age, 17, 18, 19, they don't realize how lucky they are. You know what I mean? They don't realize that a a huge corporation just invested millions of dollars in you. And they, you know, a lot of people take it for granted. And um, me being, you know, in my, in my later twenties, it's not that, that stuff you you can't take for granted. And you gotta, because some people don't get that, that, um, that easy of a cataclysm to where they want to be, you know, for a lot of people, it's a, it's a, it's a journey, you know, and it's, you're going to fail and you're going to have months where your streams aren't where they're going to want to be, but you know, you got to like keep pushing forward and you know, doors open, man. Like you'd be surprised. Like I I had a couple of doors open for me this month that I never thought would have opened. And it's like, it's kind of crazy, you know? Do you think like has, quarantine helped your music in a sense like you know like for instance for my podcast i've been working more than ever my listeners are off i've doubled down so like in a way like as awful as this is it's actually helped my business like do you feel like it's helped you know like you have this break now like do you think any of that's like quarantine related yeah i mean um i definitely think you know digitally it's been a time where we could obviously get our numbers up because like you said, people are not, I mean, up until this week, I mean, you know, a lot of places are opening up now, but prior to the past month or so people were very, like you said, isolated, but it also gave them time to, to stream more, you know, to be on Netflix, to be on Spotify, to, to be on these 
platforms. And I mean, look at, look at the Tiger King, you know what I mean? Like, do you think that would have went that viral if people weren't sitting at home all day? No. You know what I mean? Like zero like, oh, what the hell? Exactly. People are like, what, what the hell is this crazy ass show? You know what I mean? So it's like, um, you know, I gave, I think it made people stop and really, they had no choice but to engage in, in any type of streaming uh, service if you wanted to like stay somewhat connected to society, <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, that's where to me, it's like, if you double down on content now, it was like the smartest move, I, I, I feel. Yeah, no, I think, I think that was huge, man. I think, um, you know, whether you're artist or you're a podcast or, or you have a vlog, I mean, I think that this was, I mean, my numbers went up real high. That's you good. Know, my numbers went up good. I mean, you said the same thing happened with you. So, um, but I think it's going to be a wake up call though. Um, I think people are going to, after this, they're going to be a lot more grateful about, uh, you know, being able to do the little things, man. And it's like just simple stuff, like being able to go to the damn store and like buy toilet paper. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or, just, well, I was saying like, I just want to sit at a bar and have a drink with a friend. If I have to sit six, whatever it is, I just need yeah. to sit at a bar in public and have an actual drink. Even if it's someone you don't even know. It's seriously, like, that's all just, I want right now. Just like people watch or something. You know what I mean? I get it. Did you watch Tiger King? I did. I, I did too. I watched every last minute of it. Yeah, it was definitely hilarious. I, uh, I got a kick out of that for sure. It was, it was great. So now, and you have a new single that's out, right? Yeah, got a Home. couple actually. So tell me about couple. Home though. Yeah, I mean, perfect timing, right? It's great timing. So perfect now, timing. So your music, tell us about like, how would you describe your music? Um, very eclectic. It's got, you know, hints of the top, you know, it's, it's all the big three, I guess you could say it's pop EDM and hip hop. It's, it's the big three and it's combines all, all assets of, of the big three genres right now. Um, and I feel like, you know, I wanted to have a little bit for everybody to identify with, you know what I mean? It's, you know, the white kid from the suburbs is not going to identify as much as, you know, you know African-American kid from the ghetto. So it's like you got to you gotta have a little bit of something for everybody, you know. So, you know, I have some songs that are more trap-based, more hip-hop-based. And then I have, you know, some songs that are more um, EDM, more uplifting, tropical, like Kygo, marshmallow-type music, you know. So... Um, yeah, I'm just trying to appeal to, you know, a wide demographic of people and, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully they're digging it. And I know, so you're getting your degree. So when did you decide to go pursue psychology, like as a form of study? And then I want to talk about how like that kind of, you know, plays over in, into your music. Cause I know that's a big initiative of yours as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, geez, well, psychology that started in, uh, I think I changed my major in psychology in like 2011. So it's been a long time coming. Yeah. It's been like a good, good 10 years of um, getting this degree. So yeah, it's the psychology thing. It's, it's been happening for a long time, but unfortunately, like when you're in a, when you're in a very professional field, like law, 
or or health the health field you you have to you know when you're trying to get licensed and things you got to jump through a lot of hoops right you know what i'm saying like this this am i allowed to like curse a little bit on here yeah you can say whatever okay. you want yeah like like this shit is not easy man like it's not for you to make big money like as a as a person in the health industry like you can't just get a bachelor's or a master's degree like you got to go and get all the way all the way through and get get the doctorate you know what i'm saying so it's like this summer the world must answer one question why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet that's right it's summer and it's time for you to get your hands on america's new favorite product danksicles 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. I mean, you're not, you don't finish till the time you're freaking 30. You know? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's worth it when you're 60 and you don't have to do a damn thing and you could just do zoom calls all day long and do telemedicine and don't have to get off your ass. And you know, right. it's, it's, I mean, charge people $300 an hour to just do a zoom call. But I mean, you know, it, it definitely was, it was my original game plan. And then the mumble rap era happened and uh, I wasn't really identifying too much with any of that music. So I was like, well, uh, I think we could, uh, if they could do it, I could do it type of situation. So that just really motivated. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some solid mumble rappers out there that I listen to, but a majority of them were, were not high quality. Right. And uh, that basically made me, you know, it just gave me a lot of motivation and drive because I was just like, I'm like a very, I was a very focused person. And if I see someone else doing it and I guess it's narcissistic, I guess not. But if I see someone else doing it and I think I'm better than that person at life, I'm going to try and do that shit. That's good though. Cause a lot of people are not that way. Call it a hater, call it whatever it is. But like, no, nah, if this idiot can do it, I can do it. Trust me. That's good. I mean, I think that's good <laughs> at, you know, it's like you have confidence in your own abilities, which I don't think is sad. So how did you take your psychology knowledge and degrees and like kind of put that into your music. Yeah. Um, I think the storytelling for sure. I mean, we got some, I mean, you'll see as the year goes on, there's, you know, I got some really deep songs, you know, that are kind of, uh, I guess, post Malone-ish in terms of like that emo singing, but like, you know, it's that emo vibe, but there's, there's a serious message behind it. Um, you know, and then I, like I said, I have the other, the upbeat songs. So, um, just trying to get that, that diversity for people that are listening. And tell us about Home, which I know is one home, of your, yes. yeah. Home, uh, came out about a month ago. Um, yeah, I love that beat, man. That beat is, it's I a love good the beat. beat. 
yeah i love the beat i love the chorus um yeah we were just trying to get um a nice up upbeat song and um it was kind of crazy because when we were like the virus wasn't really happening yet when right. we were like recording and then after the song was made like a couple of weeks after that's when like all these states started shutting down and then i was like yeah this is kind of perfect like it just so happened that the song was called home and i was like all right well we're gonna use this to our advantage and we're gonna pitch this song pretty heavy and uh see what happens <laughs> and it just automatically caught on yeah i mean it's doing pretty well you know it's for an independent artist it's catching on for sure it's almost like the right song at the right time but it, ha- it yeah. has a great beat it also does have a great beat thank you thank you yeah yeah i'm uh i'm starting to get really uh starting to really try to get high quality stuff out there for the people what about the 12 songs that you have worked on and completed during corona like do they have you know did you notice like a certain theme to them you know what i mean by being home all day or it's just it's just like your other stuff or did you notice like your music was kind of changing just by you know as a result Um, of your environment yeah um that's a good point i think it's a good question i don't i don't necessarily know if my if my content changed but i think i think my delivery was getting better just because i was doing making so much music it was just like you know instead of recording instead of recording twice a week i was recording every day so it's just like it just turns into like a second nature you know when your voice is warmed up you know and you're just kind of on a roll you just start banging out songs but there's also times where you're not on a roll so it's like you kind of have to when you get on a roll you gotta you gotta play it it's kind of like when you're hot in vegas if you gotta play it you're hot play it and then once you start to cool off it's like all right we'll take a little break now you know what i mean completely now switching gears um tell us about being on bravo's blind date <laughs> you know because yeah, good, we have good a, times how did that so how did that come about <laughs> like where did you i mean did uh, you answer an ad did someone like no nah, like for universal a like universal contacted me really they just yeah. saw you on instagram or yeah the director contacted me and then they sent over I I was interested and told me the told me kind of you know what they were trying to do for the show and then uh, I told them I was interested and Universal sent over uh, sent over the specs and kind of what what they were working with and had my people look it over and it was on from there were you shocked when you got the show were you like oh wow like this is out of nowhere um uh not not that i mean i was excited but i mean it was kind of we wanted to we wanted to go on that route anyway so i wouldn't say shocked just more excited and um excited that things are going in the right direction you know and how was that filming process like was it what you expected was it totally different um no it was it was definitely um it was a long day that's for sure it's a long yeah. day, right? Just so everybody knows, it was not 15 minutes like the episode. <laughs> right. It was like a nice 12-hour day. Yeah, it was It was long, man. I didn't get home till like 2 in the morning. And when you showed up, did they say, welcome, it's 9 o'clock in the morning, there's the vodka, there's the bourbon? 
Yeah, they were, um, they, uh, they were actually pretty, they were pretty open with that towards like the later hours. Right. Like once it hit like three or four o'clock, they were like, all right. Like then they took us out to eat and, sh- and stuff like that. And, uh, had a drink or two, but, um, but yeah, in the pool scene, they were like, what do you want? What do you want? Like, and just like so many options. I was like, all right, I can get used to this. TV reality TV likes when they're talent a little, drinks, a little sauced. Yes. I mean, what were you hoping to get out of the show? Like, were you looking for a legitimate connection? A date? Like, you yeah, know, yeah. Or- yeah. I mean, I was just looking for some, some exposure and, uh, and I'm a big, big believer in networking. So, um, we're just looking to, uh, to network and try to meet some people and see what, see where, uh, see where it takes me. I mean, look, right. Certainly, you know, being on a Bravo show can't be bad for the music <laughs> exposure. I mean, that's yeah, not exactly. bad. And were you looking to maybe meet someone to date too, or? Uh, I mean, potentially, right. I mean, I take all that with a grain of salt, you know? Right. I mean, you know, it's like one day and, you know. Yeah. Like, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be, uh, you know, I was going to find my, excuse me. I didn't think I was going to find my, my future wife on a dating show. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was just going with the flow, man. I have fun. Was it fun? Like, did you have fun? Yeah. I mean, that chick was definitely a little wild. She was a little wild, yes. Yeah, a little, little out there, but... Um, Has, yeah. <laughs> was it a fun day, though? Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was fun, but, I mean, it was definitely a lot, man. It was tiring. We were, we were nonstop from, like, 12 to, like, 12 at night, so... Wow. Did you notice, like, after the show came out, like, were people slipping into your DMs? Wanting to... Oh, uh, yeah. Dates? Yeah. It was, uh more people that i grew up with really it's like oh shit i saw you on tv you know what i mean like just stuff like i had a couple people reach out actually that there was, i haven't spoken to since high school there was more of that than like women just slipping in your dms like i'm single i'm single um yeah i wasn't really uh i wasn't really like a thirsty dm uh, action but it was it was more like oh shit bro like it's really happening like you're getting on TV, like, that's what's up, you know? Yeah, and I mean, it got exposure to your music. Yeah, I mean, there's a good amount of people that hit me up, man, saying they saw me on TV, so it was it was definitely good exposure. That's great. So what's next? Like, what is your plan, you know, to do with these 12 songs, like, you know, that you've worked on during quarantine? Like, what are your plans for your music next? Um, I mean, we got almost 30 songs done. Wow. So yeah, we have so much music ready and now we're just, um, just trying to figure out, you know, which ones we're going to drop first. We got a couple of tactics that we're going to use to, um, kind of decide on which song that, um, you know, the, the first three that we're going to drop. So that's some, some secret marketing stuff. I can't disclose to you, but we, we, we got our ways got to a plan. find out. We got our ways to find out which which song the people want. That's so. that's awesome. And then, what are your plans post quarantine? What do you want to do uh, first? And what is going on down there? I mean, are things open down there, or they're kind of a soft opening, right? 
Um, yeah, I mean, things are, things are, things are opening up pretty, I mean, it's definitely a soft opening, but they're open. I mean, uh, I would say they're more open here probably than anywhere. I mean, it's, I mean, I was at like an outdoor mall the other day. I mean, it's, it's wow. pretty, I mean, it's, it's, it's happening, you know? I mean, you guys are in Cali, so it's kind of a struggle over there, but it's, uh, it's definitely rocking and rolling over in the Southeast. I'll tell you that. So do you have any plans? Do you have any plans for now that you're allowed out and about? Yeah. Got that promo tour. It's going to come. It's happening soon. That's good. Do you think, you think that will happen this year? Um, yeah, we're probably going to do it in the fall. We're just trying to like, we're just waiting to see like which universities are going to be open. Um, so a lot of the bigger universities, um, the Southeast, like Alabama, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, um, a lot of the big D one schools, a lot of the, you know, the football venues where, uh, we're going to be hitting up those schools and doing some meet and greets and, uh, try to get a couple shows going. And, uh, we're excited, man. Got a lot, got a lot to look forward to this year. That's awesome. So great. Maybe you'll come to this part of the world. So is there anyone, (laughs) is there anything else like you want to leave us with, like anything else you want people to know about you that you feel like we haven't covered? Um, yeah, well go, go on Spotify. I want you guys to check out the song called satellites. Um, we're, we're, we're doing really well right now. We're about to break a million streams on that song. It's only been out for about a month or so. Wow. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're, we're just trying to get this music out there. Um, you know, it's definitely a challenge when you're an independent artist, but, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's just some hurdles you got to get over. But once you kind of break through the initial, uh, the initial, uh, wall, you kind of, uh, it's kind of no stopping you. That's great. So satellites on Spotify is the song everyone really needs to check out. Yeah, definitely check out Satellites. Home is good too. Home is new, but Satellites is definitely the song that uh, is gaining some traction right now. That's awesome. And on Instagram, where can everyone find you? On the IG. You can find me at Nikki, N-I-C-K-Y underscore B-O-N-D-Z. That's Nikki underscore Bonds with a Z. And that has a link to your other. Yeah, on the, a link on the to Spotify. Uh, yeah, on IG we got a uh, we got a link on Spotify right there. Yep. And look, two hundred and sixty thousand followers. That ain't bad. Not not too shabby. We're getting no. There. That ain't shabby at all. I would. I will trade you any day and take your two hundred and sixty thousand <laughs> followers if you want. Like to give them up. So that's awesome. <laughs> So Thanks, look, you're you. doing well. You're doing well. I'm going to go check out both songs. Home is a great song. I was playing thank it on you, thank repeat you. the other day. Appreciate it. And now I'll check out Satellite. So awesome. Thanks, awesome. So be well. Let me just take a yes, look sir. into your camera so I can take a screenshot of you. Oh, yeah. I got to get... Uh, I'll I wait for get... you to get back. Are you, are you doing your exercises at the same time? <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've like started walking in the morning now that it's like a little safer here yeah i'm like, like you you have to man i really appreciate you taking your time i know you're busy so thank you yeah for... no worries man and uh if you ever want to have me back on just let me know we will we love repeat guests you become awesome. part of the family 
So, Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking your time. Everyone, follow him on Instagram. Check out Satellite. Check out Home, Great Beats on Spotify. Yep. Everyone download it. And we look forward to your new music as well. Thanks a lot, Dave. Appreciate it, man. Anytime. Thank you for chatting. All right. Take care, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.